It's now time for Talkin' Boxing with Billy C. It began as a podcast, went live on the net, and transformed into a full-blown empire. It's the only daily boxing talk show on the planet, hosted by the only guy with the balls to do it. Many have stepped into the ring. Many have tried to take the belt. And one by one, they've fallen. Another victim of the undisputed heavyweight champion of Boxing Talk Radio. Talking Boxing with Billy C is on now. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious, I want your heart. And we're coming to you live from the Billy C. Studios in Lake George, New York. I'm Bill Calagero, and it's time for the Billy C. Show. Good morning, good day, good evening, whenever you're listening. Hope you're doing all right today. Uh, we're coming at you live from uh, Lake George, and the sun is shining, but uh, we'll, uh, we know that it's not the case in other places, and we'll get to that in one second. Today's show is being brought to us in part by Sal's Neighborhood Pizzeria and Italian Restaurant located on beautiful St. Simons Island in Georgia. Check out the website, www.salsneighborhoodpizzeria.com or give my man a call, 912-268-2328. That's 912-268-2328. Find out why I go all the way to St. Simons to get a decent Italian meal. Trust me. It's worth the trip. Today's show is also being brought to us in part by Billy C's Triple G and Canelo post-fight show. That's right. It's the week. It's the week. Well, it's leading up to the fight. The fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you tune in as soon as the Triple G Canelo fight is over. The, when the official announcement is made, tune it in right here, wherever you're watching or listening to the Billy C show, and uh, we will be going live with our post-fight show approximately six minutes after the official announcement is made. We will be giving you our thoughts, and we will open up the phone lines to get your thoughts. So make sure you plan on calling in. And finally, today's show is being brought to us in part by, you guessed it, my book, Tom Molino from Bondage. The Baddest Man on the Planet is available right now where all good books are sold. Uh, you can check it out uh, while you're watching the show um, right now. Go buy a copy, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. If you're looking to get a signed copy, don't worry about it. Uh, I'll be glad to give you one at the next event you see me at. I uh, carry them. Or just go to our website, BillyCBoxing.com, and click on the book. And speaking of the book, uh, a lot of good things going on. We are uh, optioned right now for a movie, so we're excited about that, and we will certainly keep you posted. And one other thing. I'm going to be starting my next book, and I'll keep you guys posted on that soon. But uh, coming up a little bit later on the show, I want to talk about uh, the fights from this weekend. Uh, we will start uh, talking more about Triple G Canelo. I got some emails. I got the NFL scores. Uh, we got all that stuff. Uh, my uh, One of my topics today, Adrian Broner, in trouble again. 
knocks out a guy on the strip, and then shoves a woman all caught on camera. Talk about a spiral downward. I, I just hope, I just hope that the next so-called Floyd Mayweather protege doesn't end up doing the same stuff. And who's that? Well, that's Javante Davis, of course, because his last fight, he didn't even make weight discipline issues. But hey, without further ado, joining me right now, now, you guys are going to notice that you're not going to get a video on him uh, because my man Sal Rocky Senecola right now is battling the hurricane that is uh, handling uh, St. Simon's Island with ease because right now Sal Rocky Senecola is without power. But does that stop him from coming on this show? Absolutely not. Joining me right now is my man Sal Rocky Senecola. And uh, you guys are seeing his photo. But we can hear you, can't we, Sal? Testing, one, two, three, four. Here I am in Area 51 in an undisclosed area on St. Simon's Island, not far from the beach. We got wind, rain, and no power, and uh, the surge is cut up. Yeah, not only do you have any power, but you're uh, also breaking up. We may have to switch to the backup line, but uh, Sal, did you get a chance? I know uh, you've been... Uh, uh, worrying about the safety of your life, uh, let alone anything else. But did you get a chance to see the latest on Adrian Broner that he was uh, in uh, uh, Vegas on Friday night and early Saturday morning apparently uh, got into an altercation, knocks out some guy, pushes a woman and shoves her. She goes down, and uh, next thing you know, uh, uh, he's uh, in trouble with the law again. What's your thoughts? Billy, you know my thoughts on this. This is so pathetic. I mean, you know, you want to try to carry yourself like a gentleman and have a little class and, and no rhetoric, no altercation, no bull like this. This is this is amateur. This is bull. This is garbage. This is the bottom of the this is this is worse than any stereotypical type you can portray for any fighter. This is a bully. This is a punk. And this is somebody that doesn't have the, the shouldn't have the right to call himself a champion or to call himself a professional boxer because no professional boxer should have any altercations with a common person off the street. How pathetic! How much of a loser is he in life? I tell you, you know my biggest fear, you know, because the last protege of Floyd Mayweather. Because remember, Adrian Broner. Um, when he busted onto the scene and he and he was you know showing uh, the skill set that we want to see in a young fighter, he was Floyd Mayweather's protege. Uh, that uh, that street went uh, awry, and uh, the next protege we're hearing about is Javante Davis. And then as soon as Floyd takes Javante under his wing, Javante didn't look all that great in his last fight and comes in overweight. Uh, I just pray that uh, Adrian Broner is just a clown all by himself and that uh, Javante Davis at least follows the discipline that Floyd Mayweather has followed throughout his whole career because whether you like Floyd or not, the one thing you can't deny is that the guy has been disciplined when it comes to his boxing career. Yes, he has. He has been disciplined. And, uh, you know, we definitely want to see Javante Davis have a good shot to sustain a great level of success. He is a fighter. He's a champion, and uh, I would like to see him uh, do well in the sport, and the sport do well by him. So uh, let's uh, let's see if he could stay on the right track and not fall the way of Adrian Broner, loser.
Hey, 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 Sal, do, do, I want to show the, the viewers at home uh, the impact that uh, Hurricane Irma is making. Flip to your video so uh, everyone can understand and appreciate um, the dedication that Sal Rocky Senecola has to the Talking Boxing with Billy C show. Here is a shot right now, live shot of Sal Rocky Senecola in his undisclosed location trying to get video with candles in hand. It looks like he's got a seance going. Hey, are you sure those are candles? It looks like thermos. I, I can't even. Board's in the back. The, the, the video is so rough, but I wanted people to get a, a, an, an idea of the dedication that Sal uh, definitely uh, has. And Sal, we certainly appreciate that uh, big time. So uh, I wanted uh, everyone to get a good uh, a view of that. You can uh, go back because it's it actually looks like the Blair Witch Project. Uh, we got the Sal Rocky Senecola project going on, but Sal, switch back to the other line, yeah. and uh, we will uh, we will get uh, things going up uh, again here. But uh, uh, some fights that took place over the weekend. Uh, first and foremost, uh, Chocolito uh, gets in the ring, and Cirrus uh, got uh, saw uh, Rungsval. Um, beats him again, this time by knocking him out. Uh, he knocked him out. Uh, I mean, he was out cold. There's, there's no question about it. Um, Rungsvall improves with 44 wins, four losses, and a draw with 40 knockouts. Gonzalez drops his second fight in a row. Uh, was uh, uh, 40, uh, uh, 46 uh, and uh, won. Uh, now he's uh, 46 and 2. Uh, 38 of his fights coming by knockout. And uh, to be honest with you, uh, this is the end of Chocolito. I, I, to me, Sal, this guy looked like uh, uh, he didn't. He looked like he didn't even want to fight. I mean, talk about uh, talk about fighters losing it. Uh, why, you know, before our eyes in a ring, uh, he kind of looked like he didn't have it even before the fight. It, it picked up where it left off because I started seeing. You know, his level of, of expert uh, or uh, his level is A1 level. Uh, I would say expertise, but ex, uh, his level, A1 level of uh, uh, boxing kind of diminished in the last fight, and he certainly didn't pick it up. I, if I'm Chocolito, I, I, I hang him up. I mean, uh, he aged very quickly. What was your thoughts in uh, uh, the four rounds that uh, uh, we, uh, we got to see on, on Saturday? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I, I kind of called it on Friday. I didn't know it would be an early knockout as it was, but I did think that uh, uh, that Chocolito was going to have uh, a rough night ahead of him, and it just proved to be. I mean, he looked like he came out um, the first round. They had a good feel-out process. It was a good ebb and flow. It, it looked like he was trying to uh, put together some punches and combinations. I still gave that uh, that round to Sorenze, uh, uh, and then I, I gave all all the rounds to to him. Actually, um, the second round is where I saw a change because I saw Chocolito try to really uh, surmount a good offense, and every time he would throw a punch, his opponent, the champion, would have an answer, and it would definitely deter him from following through. So I think by the end of that second round, uh, Gonzalez was saying, hey, what do I got to do? This guy this guy keeps every time I think I'm doing well, I'm landing in a pocket. This guy comes back with two, three, four punches I can't get answer to. 
So the third was uh, was the same kind of thing. And uh, but I'll tell you that fourth round that was a collision. That was a classic. And we saw Gonzalez try to throw his right hand, and also at the same time, what made the collision occur was uh, Sorenzinski Zinze um, hit him with the left, and uh, being a southpaw that he was, and that was a collision, and that put him down and out. And and all I can say is, uh, you know, I, I I wasn't overly surprised by that result, and. Uh, Max Kellerman said something, and I'm going to bastardize what he said, but he said something to the effect that I thought it sounded pretty well, that every, uh, every once in a while or every so often there seems to be a fight or a fighter or a fight that illuminates the reality of this sport, and such was that fight. You know, we, we think sometimes these undefeated guys are infallible or they're not going to have their – tonight's not their night, uh, and we think they're going to go on and on, but – you know, uh, there's always that given night. I always say it. Any given night, you could be beat. And this was a thunderous end to uh, Chocolito's reign of success. Yeah, what Max was saying was that uh, there's always there's always a guy that uh, that you have a trouble with. There's always that one uh, yeah. uh, guy, and, and clearly. But I saw deeper than that. You know, some other signs that I look at. You know, when a fighter who's, uh, you know, so successful – and they have that persona where you know they they act professional they they it's all nothing but professionalism in the ring during the fight you know after the fight and and prior to the fight maybe maybe you know they show signs of of being just a regular person but during the fight they're never that person they're they're a different person because uh, you know uh, they have to be to be successful well what i saw with chocolito on saturday night was a guy that started off. He, he was uh, right off the bat. He seemed uh, like he was looking for uh, you know help from the ref. He was complaining about the headbutt that took place very quickly. Then after each round, he was touching gloves like he wanted to be friends with uh, with uh, Rungzaval. And uh, you know those are signs when when a fighter wants to touch gloves and and be friends uh, that's you know during a fight and and I'm not suggesting you got to hate your opponent uh, but during the fight it's business and uh, you know he seemed like he wasn't the same he didn't have that that seek and destroy attitude that he used to have and uh, I, I knew right then that your prediction that uh, Chocolito was going to lose that fight was going to be correct and mine uh, thinking that Chocolito would would win uh, was going to be wrong so uh, uh, I saw the early signs Sal that's very uh, very observant of you very much so because you know what yeah you don't tap gloves during a fight like you're in a sparring session and that's exactly what he was doing now that I can recall you're right and you know a fight is a fight you fight like you train you train like you fight you know you're not in a sparring session so you don't tap your gloves Right, you know, I mean, it just seemed uh, uh, like he was uh, trying to be buddy-buddies, but uh, in any event, nah. it is what it is. It is what it is. Hey, listen, we're going to take a short break. Sal's going to light another candle, and uh, when we come back, I'll give you the rest of the uh, uh, fights from the weekend, uh, including the uh, WBS, uh, WBSS opener uh, to kick off the World Boxing Super Series uh, in a fight that uh, pretty much defines, in my mind, uh, that uh, another uh, important part of this show, Dax Khan, he made a statement uh, 
about uh, the cruiserweight division, and it looked like uh, both Sal and Dax came out uh, winners. I'll tell you one thing. I know who didn't come out a winner. No, not just me. The J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. What a pathetical, pathetic, pathetic team. It's so bad I can't even say it. Uh, We'll be back in two. Billy C. We'll be right back. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're listening and watching the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be with us. And uh, later this week, uh, maybe as soon as tomorrow, we're going to be announcing a new television network that we will be available on, uh, as well as uh, the first one to be uh, airing our uh, Billy C. Boxing Revisited. So stay tuned for that. Programming note, we will not be doing a live show on Friday But don't forget to tune in to the Billy C. Triple G. Canelo Alvarez post-fight show approximately six minutes after the fight is over. We will be coming at you live, and we'll be opening up the phone lines. I'm here with uh, my man Sal Rocky Senecola, and as you can see, it's only a photo of Sal uh, because Sal is without power on St. Simon's Island. We did show you a video before of him uh, at doing this show by candlelight. And Sal, we appreciate uh, you uh, doing what you do, man, to make this show happen, brother. Hey, man, that's dedicated. Well, you are relentless and yielding battle. You know? I, I, hey, Sal, you're, you break, you, you're breaking up. Hey, Sal, you're breaking up really bad. Uh, so what I'm going to do is uh, we're going to uh, get you on the other line and uh, we will uh, uh, continue... Uh, uh, here in a sec, uh, we'll, we'll uh, get Sal uh, uh, on uh, on the other line. So uh, uh, hang tight for that. But in some other uh, news from the weekend, uh, from uh, from other fights, uh, what we have uh, uh, is uh, the co-main event, uh, which uh, making his, the monster Naoe uh, Inu uh, made his uh, U.S. debut on uh, television. And uh, man, he didn't uh, he didn't disappoint. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, Inu uh, took care of uh, uh, Antonio Nieves uh, pretty easily. Uh, d- made it look easy, uh, in my opinion, to improve to fourteen and zero with twelve knockouts. Toying with Nieves uh, during this fight, Nieves is a, is a good fighter. He drops to seventeen wins, two losses, and a couple of draws. Uh, the fight went uh, six rounds until the corner of uh, Nueves finally uh, uh, halted the fight after uh, the end of the sixth. In my opinion, he could have ended it sooner. It looked to me, you know, that uh, Nueves was looking for this fight to end. He just had no confidence after the second round, was in that corner uh, looking around, uh, looked like a beat guy, looked like he just wanted to to you know, stay away uh, from Inoue. Inoue uh, was a guy that uh, has thunder in both punches. Uh, can't see enough of this guy. I hope he comes back to the U.S. 
Sal, I know we got you back on the line. Did you get a chance to see this one? I just saw a few little highlights uh, of it, Bill. We had a real uh, choppy night the other night, and uh, I will go back and look at some of those fights uh, as uh, as I did see some of the excitement because uh, there were some great fights. And, and I'll tell you, these, these were mostly all at one fifteen, correct? One fifteen. Uh, yeah, yeah. They were all uh, they were all super flyweight. That's correct. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, this, these, these mighty men, I'll tell you, they put on a heck of a show. Well, and uh, I'll tell you, they uh, they did a great job, and uh, it was a good show overall. And, uh, you know, it was just uh, the main event was uh, definitely just uh, too much of a premature ending. But, uh, uh, but the, some of these fights were great fights. Um, listen, they they all seemed like they were great. Um, and I agree with you, and, and, and I hope that, you know, you could say what you want about Chocolito in terms of, uh, uh, you know, him, uh, his skill set seeming to leave him overnight, um, beginning with the last fight with uh, uh, Rungzaval. Uh, but, uh, but if it weren't for, for Chocolito, I don't think the uh, excitement for this division uh, would have been as great as it is. And when you have these guys, and we talked about this last week, Sal, the thing about these lower weight divisions from the minimum weight uh, all the way up to the uh, super fly is the fact that they have no place to run and hide. They can't pick and choose and cherry pick and, and maneuver their way to the top. They, they have to fight uh, the fighters, you know, each other uh, on their way up. So uh, really... And every fighter, uh, you know, has to fight the real fights. And the best of the best rise to the top. And they're immediately uh, challenged to fight each other. And as was the case in the fight that opened the triple header on HBO, uh, Juan Francisco Estrada, uh, same thing. This was a former, um, you know, flyweight champion who moved up in weight uh, and beat a guy who gave uh, Chocolito some trouble and actually beat uh, Rungzaval, the guy who gave Chocolito uh, fits in two fights. And uh, Estrada ends up beating Kudras uh, in, a, uh, in a real uh, exciting fight that went both ways that ended in a controversial kind of uh, decision when, uh, 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 when uh, Michael Buffer announced the decision wrong. And you had to see everybody uh, jump up with the scorecards. Go, no, 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 no. It was 114-113 the other way in, in favor of Juan, uh, Estra, Juan uh, Francisco Estrada, which uh, I thought won the fight. He improved to 36 wins and two losses with 25 by knockout. And Carlos Cudras loses uh, for the second time in his career once to uh, uh, Juan Francisco Estrada and the other a close fight and lost to Chocolito. He drops to 36-2 and one. What was your thoughts on that one, brother? Yeah, that was a classic, and and you know the ending of that fight, as you suggested, you know we saw Michael Buffer with the uh, fupa, but he corrected it immediately as soon as it was brought to his attention. But that fight was a war, and and I think the right man did win the fight. And uh, but as you said, you know this division to get the exposure that it did on Saturday night was uh, paying a good tribute to that division because these guys they fight. They fight. There is no place to hide. They meet each other, and they are explosive. And, uh, you know, that's probably part of the wear and tear that a young fighter like that could go through. I mean, you look at Chocolito's whole career, 
uh, if you use it as a comparison. I mean, he's been in wars and many wars, time after time. And, you know, you age fast in this thing because you look at all the rounds that he fought. Uh, not just uh, not just uh, 30 punches a round, but these are telling blows, combinations, your ebb and flow of a fight. And this could take an overnight turn on your body and what it could do in the next fight. And that might have been the case after uh, what we saw from Chocolito. Uh, but all these guys, they put on a great display, a great night of fights, and then that fight was action-packed and uh, a beautiful fight to see. Just such a skill set, and that's that's what we love to see with these boxers. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And, you know, it's very unusual to see. Now, now keep in mind that both uh, Rungzaval and Chocolito were 30 years old. Um, and, and it's it's rare to see uh, fighters in that light of a weight class, you know, be dominating at that age. They, their bodies are under so much stress because of the action-packed uh, style of those fighters. I mean, you're not going to be... Listen, generally, I mean, Inouye is, is changing that with the knockout punch. But generally, these guys sustain a beating on each other for 12 rounds in a, in a championship fight or, or, or 10 rounds in a non-title bout. And that takes your toll on you, Sal. I mean, uh, you know that. I mean, it's it, some fighters will say it's better to get stopped early uh, than to get beat up uh, like uh, uh, like Nueves was getting beat up for, for 12 rounds. Uh, and, uh, you know, same thing with Chocolito. Well, again, yeah, you're right, Bill. And his first fight around with, uh, uh, was a 12-round war. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you, it only takes, I, I said this time and time again, if you looked at any of the Muhammad Ali-Joe Frazier fights, any one of those fights could have ended either one of those guys' career. Uh, just the blows, the pace, and what they exerted and took from each other. And the same thing goes. It's relevant to these lighter weights. I mean, these guys, it only takes one fight in any weight division that could really just change and end a fighter's career where he will not have that skill set, that level, whether it's psychological, whether it's physiological. It has a lot to do with just uh, the, the, the punishment and the pounding and not being able to recover. And when you have one level and you, you exert and you push it to the limit, you know, your recovery may not come back to that same level. And then you push it again, your recovery is going to dissipate over fights and over time. So you really are diminishing in your skill set and, and heart, desire, mind, you know, whatever it is, it's just a little facet or a little flaw or a little crack in the dam that starts unwinding rapidly where overnight a fighter looks like he changed. He's not the same. Hey, watch your language. Don't 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 be saying damn. Hey, listen. Uh, uh, I, I got I got I got a question. I'm hey, I, I know we got to hurry before you get burnt by all the wax that's around you. But uh, hey, listen. I I got a question for you. Um, that we're gonna take a break and you're gonna answer when we come back, as long as you're uh, still up and running with the battery. But HBO showing three super flyway fights this weekend on their network, which many regard as, you know, the, the wannabe place uh, if you're a fighter. You want to make it to HBO. Um, now, uh, you know, with, all, with the competition that they have with Showtime, and Showtime clearly 
you know, shifting into a higher gear in terms of volume of fights, you know, the, the amount of fights that they, they are broadcasting. Um, do you think that HBO put this card on um, because of desperation, because they're trying to get their viewers and, and they knew that they were competitive fights, or more of a groundbreaking a- approach, trying to show that this division is action-packed and that boxing fans should be tuning in to the division. Was it a desperation move or was it just flexing a muscle trying to educate and prove to boxing fans that, you know, you have to look at other divisions for quality fighters? Hold that thought. Give me your answer in a second because we are going to take a short break. I'll be back in two. Billy C will be right back. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're listening and watching The Billy C Show. Glad you could be with us today. And uh, don't forget, make sure you're with us on Saturday night as soon as the Triple G Canelo Alvarez fight is over. When the official announcement is rendered, tune it in right here, wherever you're watching or listening to this show uh, as we do the Billy C uh, Triple G Canelo post-fight show. Uh, We will give you our thoughts and opinions on the fight itself and, of course, open up the phone lines so that uh, we can get your uh, thoughts and opinions. And uh, just before we went to break, uh, I had asked uh, Sal if he thought that uh, HBO put the uh, super flyweight, uh, three super flyweight fights on uh, the network on uh, Saturday night out of desperation or groundbreaking. What do you think, Sal? I definitely have to think that it was the latter, not the former. And I'll tell you why, Billy C. You know, you look at an idea. You look at HBO. From the onset and the origination of fighting on HBO, they were the top dog. They were the groundbreakers. They cleared the forest. They opened it up and introduced fighting on their level. Big HBO fights. Then you have, it's like a patented idea. Somebody patents an idea. And then other people come, and they build on what's a great idea, and they try to improve it. Well, HBO was the founder. They broke that ground. They cleared the forest. And Showtime kind of refined their forest when they duplicated the show and built on it to compete on a level and on a playing field, and which they have done so remarkably well. Now what HBO doing is doing is continuing continuing to break and clear the forest they're opening up another venue i don't think they had to do it out of desperation i much rather believe that hbo being hbo is saying hey guess what we're going to showcase a bunch of these this young lighter talent which goes very well unnoticed because it's just not in the demand of what people uh, identify as top fighters or fights 
and we're going to showcase how exciting and how great these fighters really are. And they deserve their right and their night. And that's what HBO did. They introduced a whole new uh, 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 show that showcased these lighter guys who were action-packed, committed to winning, and delivered what HBO wanted them to deliver. So I think HBO, again, is a groundbreaker, is trying to put and clear and set the table, and now you'll find others trying to see what they could do off HBO success. And HBO is going through a nice little development, re, re, rebranding, if you will. Good point. Uh, some other fights from the weekend. Uh, the World Boxing Super Series uh, kicked off. And uh, the uh, first cruiserweight fight, Oland- Alexander Usyk improved to 13-0 and with 11 knockouts when he scored a 10th-round stoppage over former, who I think was the best uh, cruiserweight in the division, Marco Kappenhuck, who drops to 40 wins, 5 losses, and a draw. The official time was 2 minutes and 18 seconds uh, of the 10th round. And now Usyk gets the winner of... Uh, Marius Bredis, who's a WBC cruiserweight champion, and Mike Perez, who's moving down to fight in the cruiserweight division from the heavyweight division. Mike Perez, a Cuban fighter, who's a, a champion uh, in the Olymp in the uh, uh, amateur ranks, uh, never really uh, got to his potential as a heavyweight due to lack of uh, discipline and everything else. That's one fight I can't wait to see. But Usyk, like Dax Khan said last week, uh, very well may be the best cruiserweight in the world. This tournament's certainly going to uh, map that out for us. But uh, the uh, the other fight, finally, uh, was announced. Murat Gassiev, uh, who's the uh, IBF uh, World Cruiserweight Champion, and Christoph Lodzarek, the guy who David Hay got out of the division to avoid to fight, and a solid fighter in his own right with a 53-3-1 and record, uh, has been scheduled for October 21st, and it will take place in New Jersey in a fight that I may want to go down to see live uh, and hang out with uh, Larry. That's something maybe you should uh, consider coming up to watch with me, Sal. I think you are right on because I missed my class reunion this past weekend, which was held in actually uh, uh, Park Ridge, New Jersey, at the Park Ridge Marriott. I missed my reunion because I was stuck down here trying to trying to take care of family and uh and also uh my business and my building which is underwater thank you very much is it uh, so your building? i will definitely bu- make that a date let's write that date down what's the date i already wrote it down october 21st i'm coming up there you go some other fights that took place <laughs> over the weekend um david benavides uh beat uh uh ronald uh, i'm sorry ronald uh the thrill greville uh, to win the vacant WBC uh, World Super Middleweight title. 20 years old, Benavidez uh, made it go, uh, or I should say Graville made it go to the scorecards. Uh, the way the uh, uh, fight went, 116-111 um, and 117-111, both in favor of David Benavidez. And the third judge had uh, Ron Graville up uh, on his scorecard, 116-111, uh, but nonetheless, Benavidez wins a uh, split decision uh, in Vegas. It was a very tough fight. Uh, I, to tell you the truth, I thought Benavidez landed the harder shots, and I agree with the 117-111 score. 
I'm not so sure about the 116-111 for Graville. Did you get a chance to watch this fight, Sal? No, unfortunately, Bill, I, I had to be very careful on what I uh, was paying attention to over this weekend. But, uh, no, I missed that fight, unfortunately. But, like I said, I want to get up to speed and watch that fight uh, during this week. And uh, we had one other fight I wanted to mention. Uh, Minnesota Ice. Joey, the Minnesota Ice of Bell, improved to 34 wins, 9 losses, with 32 of his wins co uh, uh, coming by way of knockout. And he scored a third-round knockout over Polish fighter Krzysztof Zimanok, uh, who drops to 22 wins, 2 losses, and a draw with 15 uh, of his wins coming by knockout. The fight took place in uh, Radom, Poland. Uh, a right hook took care of Zimanek. This was a huge upset for uh, Joey Minnesota Isabel. This is a guy coming off of a, a couple of upsets. Uh, he was a, a, a fighter that was undefeated for the longest time, but never fought anybody. All of a sudden started fighting some tough fights, lost a bunch of fights, became that guy that was going to make some paydays. And in his last two fights has uh, come out of nowhere uh, to win uh, against some up-and-coming promising young heavyweights. Uh, so uh, Minnesota Ice is uh, melting the competition, Sal. You get you get that? Yeah, Minnesota Ice melting. I got it. Uh, you know what? I like that. Minnesota Ice is melting the competition. That's a, I like that. That almost that almost sounds like one of your uh, <clears throat> jokes, you know? Well, well I was going to say, you, you're getting it. I, I would have probably said the very same or maybe saying something like, well, Minnesota Ice looks like he's shaving, like shaving ice, ice shaving. Shaving the ice off the competition. No, that's good, though. I like that. Or, or when he loses, they say, Minnesota looked like crushed ice when he got knocked out rather than I cubed like ice. I but like but, but I'll I like tell you what, Mi Minnesota ice had fists of block ice on Saturday night in Poland. How about that one, Sal? That or, or his career is in a freeze pattern. There you go. <laughs> Hey, I think we should be weathermen. That's what I think. I think we should. Hey, you know, I'm being heavily influenced by what's going on around me. I don't know if you can hear it, Bill. I got whistling. I feel like I'm in a friggin' haunted mansion. I got trees outside bending over 180 degrees. I've got, I've got the the, the uh, Hampton River, which goes right to the river, uh, right to the ocean mouth, uh, flooding coming up to my balcony. Uh, it's it's interesting. I feel like I feel like Forrest Gump on the Bubba Shrimp boat, trying to be on the bow with the whole damn thing coming to save Captain Dan. Hey, listen, um, not to get off topic and and talk about that, but you you are in the middle of uh, Hurricane Irma. It's moving slow right now. It, it kind of turned its its uh, path. It's kind of heading right for Tampa, from what I understand. Uh, the west coast of Florida, which normally doesn't. Uh, especially Tampa normally doesn't get hit. Um, will this turn, so to speak, help St. Simons, or is St. Simons still uh, in trouble? No, I'll tell you what. It has helped St. Simons because this was the this was where we saw it when it was first going to land on the bottom of of, uh, of Miami or right in Florida. We had an idea that it was either going to come up the 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 eye or as they now term the eye wall. It's amazing how, you know, they come up with one term, you, you, you set, you believe it, and then they come up with another term that further explains what the hell you're talking about. So, you know, instead of the eye of the hurricane, now they got to be considering of the eye wall. 
So the eye wall, you know, coming up through Florida was either going to be on the east coast, the west coast, or up the middle like a zipper. And what we all were very concerned about was the radius, the size of the storm being roughly 400 miles wide, which extends and exceeds the whole width of Florida. So as it turned out, where it may appear to be coming up the right when it hit Miami, it definitely veered and deviated off the path to go to the left. So now it was going along the left middle, uh, along the west coast of Florida into the Gulf. So that does alleviate a little bit uh, of what we were going to first brace for. It has uh, definitely turned it down a notch. And I think it lowered it to a Category 3. Again, you don't fool around with Mother Nature. You just ask any woman from Parquet Butter. I know. That's right. (laughs) That's right. I was just going to say that was uh, was it Parquet that did that, or was it the was it the other one? Was it? I don't know. You and I are on the same page, Bill. It must be those Italian genes and how he was taught. But I'll tell you what. I think it was Parquet. It's not nice to fool Mother right, Nature. Right. I prefer she was, a, she was she was tough. I prefer uh, Levi's jeans, but that's my uh, that's my uh, opinion. <laughs> but uh, anyway, you know, well, yeah, I had heard that it it was uh, now it's only down to 130 mile an hour winds, which uh, is still a lot. Uh, but uh, uh, anyway, hopefully, uh, everyone in the state of Florida uh, is uh, going to be safe. Uh, the governor had said, "Get out!" Not an hour from now not tomorrow not not you know a couple hours leave now you know so uh hopefully uh, well they, people... they yeah they they definitely they uh they've issued mandatory evacuations they had one for my island as early as thursday and uh, i just kept you know i'm saying i'm gonna evacuate i'm gonna evacuate but uh i'm still here well you know uh hopefully the damage will be controllable but uh Speaking you know, of- you know, you know who's doing a great job. Uh, I just want to give a shout out. Our own host from uh, fourteen forty WGIG, uh, Scott Rifen, is doing a stellar job uh, keeping everybody abreast about what the conditions and what everything is locally going on here. And uh, I'll tell you why. Pro- probably some of his reports is why I decided uh, that it's not going to be as bad, and I could probably stay here. He's doing a stellar job, so I just want to give a shout out to Scott Rifen and. WGIG 1440 gig who's been my hurricane companion since the whole thing started and a uh, affiliate of uh, of our show and so. an affiliate which we're proud of and be proud to be on board um Kovalev's coming back Sal did you see that he's fighting at uh, Madison Square Garden in New York City on November 25th uh he will be uh taking on uh Vichilov, I let's just say V uh, Shabernansky, uh, who's, uh, they call him Lionheart, uh, 19-1 and one with 16 knockouts. It will be a 10-round light heavyweight fight. Uh, the Crusher uh, coming off of uh, back-to-back uh, decision losses. Well, one decision, one knockout loss to uh, Andre Ward, uh, who uh, incidentally was the commentator on uh, uh, HBO. I'm sorry for for a guy that goes by the name of son uh, nickname of son of God. Uh, he is a very unlikable guy, and the and the and the truth of the matter is, he's a nice guy when you meet him in person. I mean, he uh, treated me with uh, uh, great respect, and and I met him in Las Vegas one time. 
but uh, he, just the way his uh, his appearances and the way he he's he's begun to talk down about about people. I, I just uh, I I just I, I I don't have a soft spot for him. I really don't. Would you Would you think of his broadcast? Uh, first of all, what do you think of the uh, Shabransky and Kovalev fight? And what did you think of uh, the commentating job by uh, Andre Ward? About first the Kovalev-Jabensky fight, I'm going to tell Jabensky, go for the body. He'll quit on you. Go for the body. And uh, so that's my, I, you know, <laughs> Kovalev really disappointed me last time out. You know, after he was talking so much snap and crap, and, and then he uh, folded from a couple body shots and just quit um, I, uh, against Andre Ward. So to answer that, you know, let's see. Uh, I, I think... Uh, would would you say this guy's nickname is the Lionheart? Lionheart, yeah. Yeah, that's like Van Damme, isn't that what Van Damme was Lionheart in one of his movies? So uh, we'll see if this guy could put on display better than Van Damme and uh, and uh, take care of Kovalev, uh, which I I think will be a good fight, and uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see if Kovalev wants to surmount some type of comeback uh, after his two back to back losses to Andre Ward who I did critique and did think did a fairly good job on HBO. Uh, he did give his insight, which was, uh, uh, you know, reflective of his, uh, his, uh, his experience, and uh, I, I thought he did a good job there. Um, and, you know, I think uh, he can only have room for improvement. So, so we'll see if he's going to be a, a, the new staple on HBO commentary. Yeah, well... Unfortunately, <laughs> hey, un you don't have to like him to say he, he did a decent job. I'm not a big fan of his, uh, you know, uh, for so many reasons like that. He's got this smirk on his face that looks like he's uh, an elitist above all else. But you know what? The guy fights. He wins. He does a good job. I thought he did a good job commentating. And even if I don't like him as a as a fighter or as a, a diva, uh, I do respect his skill set and what he can do in a ring. And what he did commentary-wise. Well, you know, it's not his fault that they were throwing out accolades uh, to him left and right, saying how great he was, this and that. Oh, you know, they did. They did. <laughs> I, it's, so, it's so sickening. You know, oh, now you're the new pound-for-pound pound number one guy. I, I'm sorry. You know, you got to fight fights. You got to be active to be pound-for-pound pound number one. And uh, I, I will give him the credit for, like you suggest, I will give him uh, the credit for uh, uh, beating Kovalev. I thought Kovalev was the best uh, light heavyweight uh, in the world today, and uh, obviously uh, he is not, you know, but uh, uh, nonetheless. Um, I, uh, I, you know, this whole Adrian Broner thing um, really uh, is a joke. I, the, the question now is, is, does, is this, has this guy ruined his drawing power I, I mean do people still want to go see him uh or has his tmz headlines uh ruined it for for the boxing fan that's a that's a real good question and a real good uh pose right there i'll tell you what i i'm not a fan of Adrian Bonner because of his bad boy persona that he tries to inflict on all of us as 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 fans absolutely a purpose so i really don't care to even watch him fight even though he is a talented fighter you know 
Yeah, no, I, I hear you. Um, and uh, I, I will say this. I'm going to do uh, uh, the uh, NFL scores right now because uh, we got some emails to read. Uh, but uh, first and foremost, I, I, I want to I say this. Um, the New York Jets. Now, I, I've been a Jet fan. Uh, my whole life, uh, I, you know, unfortunately for me, I got hooked as a Jet fan um, for the 1969 Super Bowl when they won and beat the Colts that no one gave the Jets a chance. And, and I've been a diehard, loyal fan ever since. In addition to being a diehard fan, I, I was a season ticket holder for over 30 years. I've supported this team through thick and thin. And I, I, I am making an understatement when I say that it's the worst team I have ever seen. It's a pathetic team. It's a pathetic organization. And how this general manager and head coach even are in the NFL, on the NFL level, is beyond me. I wouldn't want them to be a Pop Warner coach. I wouldn't want them to be a Mighty Might coach who who uh, you know works with kids that are that are under ten years old. I, I I it's a complete joke and it's embarrassing as a football fan. Forget being a Jet fan. As a football fan, it's embarrassing to have to sit and watch it. And I got news for you. I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch this team they can't tackle they can't do they can't gain yardage they're slow i think i could beat half of them in a foot race i mean this is just a pathetic group of guys that are supposed to be representing the national football league who's supposed to be the best football players on the planet it is a joke and if i'm embarrassed to be a jet fan and with that said the Buffalo Bills ain't no prize either. They were just as bad, uh, except they were less bad than the Jets yesterday. Sad sack team. I'm sick over it. And, uh, I, you know, how this guy, uh, you know, Todd Bowles could even keep a job. How does a guy become the uh, second quarterback on a team when he was the worst of three quarterbacks in training camp and because there's pressure be, uh, of the money that they signed this guy, they make uh, Christian Hack Hackenberg the backup quarterback uh, to a guy that is now a professional, as a professional football player, 38-year-old Josh McGown, who uh, has started uh, 23 NFL games, has now a record of two wins and 21 losses as a starting quarterback. It is a joke, and I'm embarrassed to even be a Jet fan, Sal. I, I mean, I know your boys lost too, but uh, but they did not uh, put on a, a pathetic uh, performance as much as the Jets. And the sad thing is, is they couldn't stop running back. They couldn't stop receivers. They couldn't stop a quarterback that isn't even that great in Tyrod Taylor. I mean, it, it was just a pathetic performance. I, I just, I'm sick to my stomach. Well, I, I understand, and and you're right, and uh, you know it, it's it, these are paid professionals, and you have a management team, you have an organization that tries to build, uh, to improve, and to be a top player. I mean, you look at any organization; you're in business 
to win. You're in business to succeed. And, you know, where you look at what needs to be built, what needs to be improved, what needs to be polished, you know, you have the foundation and you try to build on it. And if the foundation is weak, you replace that foundation and start again. And I, I think the Jets have, have, long, uh, been, have been long in denial. And I'm not talking about the Nile River either. I think that uh, I think they've got to really look at taking on a whole new stance with a new uh, wave of, of rebuilding. And uh, you know that's that's all an organization like them can do. And uh, it, it's going to take time. But but it's like hey, the great teams of the Yankees that uh, that happened. You know they were they were you know products of the Derek Jeter and some of the homegrown players that that flourished and that came about after you know they were cultivated as a, as a farm teams and this that and everything else well you know if you're going to look for long-term success uh you know you've got to start somewhere plant the seeds try to recruit do what you got to do uh spend the money what's going to bring you success and invest it where you need to have the return and, uh, you know, that's, that's how I would look at an organization. That's how I would look at building. And that's how I would look at winning. You got to win. Speaking of return, they need a return man, too. But uh, anyway, <laughs> hold that thought. I'm going to take a short break. When I come back, uh, I will uh, give you all the scores. We've got a couple of emails to read. All of that in about two. Billy C will be right back. Part of the Billy C Boxing Network. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now. Or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And where? Back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C Show. Glad you could be with us. And uh, once again, I want to apologize for uh, anybody that's trying to watch the YouTube stream because once again, YouTube sucks and uh, won't uh, get the stream correctly. But uh, hey, fear not. You know we're uh, over on uh, Facebook. Yeah, we uh, we also simulcast on Facebook, so uh, they're fine. So uh, check it out over on our Facebook page. I'm here with Sal Rocky Senecola, who's uh, uh, in the middle of uh, Hurricane Irma, and he's still with us, so we don't have his video, but we have his voice. But uh, uh, here we go with the uh, scores from NFL. The garbage Jets, that hapless, gutless piece of garbage coach that they got named Todd Bowles can't coach a friggin' worm from coming out of the ground. The Bills beat the Jets 21-12. to The Falcons topped the Bears 23-17. to the Ravens shut out the Bengals 20 to nothing. Uh, the Steelers had a tough time with the Browns. I think the Browns are going to have a decent year this year. 21 to 18 uh, in a close game. The Lions over the Cardinals. If you were watching this game, the Cardinals were up by three touchdowns. The Lions had a 21 point deficit only to come back and beat the Cardinals 35 to 23. Uh, in a uh, a beautiful comeback game, a game that I got wrong on my picks. Uh, in addition to the Jet game, uh, the Jaguars slapped around the Texans twenty nine to seven. 
Why they had Savage in there as quarterback, I don't know. But maybe Deshaun Watson is now going to be the starting quarterback. He at least put seven on the board. The Raiders, the Raiders, uh, who uh, could be the best team in the AFC. They beat the Titans, who are also a very good team, 26-16. The Eagles topped the Redskins, 30-17. to How about this one? Didn't see this one coming. The Rams uh, beat up on the Colts, 46-9. to the Packers and the Seahawks in a pretty tight game, 17-9 in that one. Uh, the Panthers uh, beat up the uh, hapless 49ers, 23-3. And the Cowboys beat the Giants, 19-3. That was uh, NFL action. And uh, I, I don't think your Giants are in as much trouble as the hapless garbage piece of crap Jets, Sal. Well, I'll tell you what, if uh, last night was an indicator, they've got a lot of room for improvement, and we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it was disappointing to see them drop uh, the, the, the first game, but, uh, you know, uh, hopefully they could uh, surmount a good offense and, and put some more points on the board, which, hey, uh, guess what? You've got to score to win. <laughs> you know, so we'll see what happens next time. Well, that's the name of the game, you know, uh uh, you know, put up with the points. Put up with the points. Uh, you put know. up with the points. My my theory was always the best defense is a good offense. Well, that's that's correct. Uh, you that's know, right. they, in anything uh, across the board. Well, the including fighting. Well, this is true in all sports. Huh? You know, in all sports. Just uh, the big, the latest news right now is uh, uh, Hurricane Irma has now been dropped uh, to a. Uh, uh, tropical storm. So, uh, so that's pretty good, huh? Hey, you want you, you want to hear what a tropical storm sounds like? I'll go out in my back porch. Yeah, we would do. You, you and the, the listeners like to hear it? Sure, I would like to hear it. Cause it, it's whistling. I don't know if I should put you on speaker or what, but here's the howling. I see the water rising. Literally, uh, literally, it's it's risen. It's now less than a hundred yards from me. In fact, gets any closer, it's going in a pool off my balcony. But if you could hear, if you could see, I'm seeing palm trees do, uh, it looks like they're doing genuflects and trying to do some aerials, and and, uh, and trees are bending sideways right now. And Can you hear that wind? No, but I believe you, Sal. I believe okay, you. Okay, hold on. Maybe I'll put you on speaker. Do you hear me? Yeah, I hear it. All right. That's the wind and the river. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm glad I'm here in upstate New York. All we get is freezing ice and snow. But uh, we got some emails to read. Let's do it. I'm getting off the porch. I'm soaking wet. You know what I'm going to do later, Billy C? What's that? I'm going to get my metal detector, and I'm going to go on the beach and see if any of these, these swells or surf coughed up any of those gold bullion cues from the Spanish uh, days of... Uh, being uh, landing in America, what do you think of that? <laughs> I get, yeah, you'll be you'll be out with your metal detector, right? But uh, we got uh, we got a couple of emails. This first one's from my man Jesse. He says, "Hey, Billy C and Sal, I watched uh, the David versus Gravel, and I actually scored it myself." He says, "I scored it eleven rounds to one for David Benavides. How the heck did that end up as a split decision?" No way. To top it all off, I heard people say that Gravel won. When you see David's face, he was all clean, and Gravel's face was all red. Gravel was in inactive when he threw 
and when he did, they were little touch punches. David was throwing more and landing clean punches. He should have uh, knocked out Gravel certain times uh, when he had him hurt. Uh, also, I heard it was a fight of the year. Uh, what a joke that is. He says Al Bernstein is horrible in scoring fights. I got to stop you there, Jesse. I mean, Al Bernstein is probably one of the best uh, commentators and knowledgeable boxing guys uh, in the last uh, 50 years. He's uh, very knowledgeable. Uh, you know, he, he has turned into a corporate guy. I will admit that. But uh, may, maybe that, you know, maybe that has something to do with it. But I, 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 I can't listen uh, to, uh, uh, to the idiot. Uh, so I don't even listen to that network anymore because I can't stand Morio Ronaldo, who I think uh, is I'd rather listen to somebody scraping their fingernails across a, a blackboard uh, before I'd listen to that piece of garbage. I, I actually like the Jets this year better than I like uh, uh, Ronaldo. But anyway, uh, he says Roman should retire. He's already thinking about it. Therefore, he has doubts in fighting. And that's not good. Uh, he did mention before the fight to move up is much different because they're bigger. Rungzaval uh, 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 basically did not respect them and stayed right in front of him and fired lethal punches uh, as a fighter. Uh, that He's a fighter that should get more credit. I agree with you there. Keep in mind um, that uh, I, I think that, that uh, Chuckalito lost his desire to fight, and not to mention... What, what we keep forgetting is that he lost his longtime trainer just before the first uh, Rungzaval fight. And uh, he went in with another guy who he did okay with. But in the fight the other night, he was with a third trainer in as many fights. And um, it seemed like they had no continuity. I, I do think it's over for, for Roman Gonzalez. What do you think, Sal? You know, like I said, I think, you know, this was a big test. And I'll tell you why. For Roman Gonzalez to suffer from his first defeat at the hands of the same opponent just a few months back was enough time for him to have that uh, look in the mirror and say, hey, I'm going to come back even stronger. I'm going to win. I'm going to do whatever I have to do to be explosive, to be defensive, and to be offensive. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to study this fight. I'm going to do everything I have to do, and they're going to have to carry me out. Well, you know, he he was right on that level. He should have he he could have came back. We could have seen somebody that uh, that showed us uh, that he he uh, did the best he could, and he did do the best he can. So the bottom line is, he went in with the right intent, and I'm sure he thought the ending would have been different. Here's a fighter that is a champion. He had only one defeat on a stellar career, but as we were saying earlier and suggesting that some of these young flames that 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 uh that burns so bright for so long it only takes one not one fight to douse that flame for good uh i'm not suggesting and saying that that's what i think happened but i think this uh this second dose of reality might have been enough to say hey you know maybe i gotta look at things this is not my my opponent or my 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 uh my skill set that i really expected to to see from myself Maybe also, you know, he's fighting in a heavier weight. Who knows? Maybe he's got to go down lower. That's the whole thing. We talk about all these other variables. You know, these fighters keep going to another uh, additional weight class because their their skill level exceeds where they are, where they're naturally groomed and where they have been a champion. 
So they move up, and, and sooner or later, you know, they're going to move up too much. Well, he clearly was the smaller fighter. Uh, fight night, they both made weight, but he was the smaller fighter fight night. I think losing for the first time, you know, mentally hurt him. Losing his trainer mentally hurt him. You know, he's got the beautiful girlfriend. I mean, there's just so many other things going on in his life that, uh, you know, it just seemed... Uh, you know, you got, you've got. said it many times. I mean, in the sport of boxing, you got to eat, drink, sleep, be married. I mean, it's to boxing. I mean, boxing has to consume you while you're in it. And once you have some... Uh, uh, some things to uh, you know sidetrack you a little bit. It's over. But uh, anyway, you're right. You know, I mean that's that's the case. No matter how you slice it. But uh, one last email. This one's from uh, my man Joel. He says, "Hey Billy, see, it was disappointing to see Roman Gonzalez get knocked out the way he did. But did you agree with the announcers uh, that he didn't look as good as he once did, or do you think Runzaval was just a better fighter? Uh, curious what you and Sal uh, think. Also." Uh, what's your thoughts of the caliber of the card overall? Um, he's got another point, but I'll answer that first. I, I, I do agree that he didn't look good, and I do agree that Rungzaval might be the fighter that just has his number, but at this point, if I'm Roman Gonzalez and I'm you know, his girlfriend or, or a clo someone close to him, I would say, hey, it's time to hang him up. I think that he made big enough paydays in his last two fights where he should be financially okay. He didn't seem the same to me. He had a very, very blank look on his face as he was warming up. I mean, his even his warm-up routine was very sluggish and lethargic. Uh, he's not the same fighter. As a matter of fact, uh, hopefully he'll undergo some tests after being knocked out. And uh, hopefully he did undergo some after the last fight. Something just didn't look right with him, uh, and I do hope that he hangs him up. What's your thoughts, Sal? You know, it, it's funny, and you're you're talking to a to a fighter with the heart heart of a champion too. You know, you have you have a setback. It depends. I'm not him, and he's not me in a sense. And as we were suggesting, I've always said the prize has to be worth the price. And uh, I, I know you hate when I use analogies or movies or fiction copying life or life copying fiction, but, you know, it's like uh, the old Rocky, Rocky Three, The Eye of the Tiger. You know, when you, when you, when you are, are full of other things, as you suggested, and you no longer have, uh, you no longer eat, sleep, drink boxing like it's your life. you got to pretend it is your wife, it's your life. You got to walk on hot coals by day and sleep on a bed of nails at night. I mean, I mean that's that's it. You have a few short years. I, I I'll never forget Mickey, uh, uh, Chicky, Chicky Ferrar, what he said, and that's exactly it. You have only a few short years to make it or break it. And the bottom line is, those are the years you dedicate to nothing else but boxing. That's the old school. Once you fill your life in with. Uh, different different things different things that are pleasant or pleasing or or everything else that that softens you up a little bit uh it may have it may i'm suggesting it may have an effect on certain people that uh takes them away from what it is to be that that grueling that champion that is relentless and that will will do what he has to do to win it just softens you up a little bit that may be the case now, I would look at myself at this stage and say, hey, I've done it all. I've had over 40 fights. I, I, I'm a champion. I, I walk away. I may want to go out a winner. I don't want to go out on two consecutive defeats. 
So I think he's got to have another fight in him. And I think he's going to look at either going to a lower weight class or just finding the right opponent to build some confidence to come back. I don't think a fighter on his level is going to walk away from boxing uh, after two consecutive defeats. I think he's going to want to go out a winner. Not right. that it's bad. I think just think that's the kind of fire and passion in his heart. Yeah, but I, I think, you know, I, I disagree. I, I think that this guy has had two eye-openers. And, um, you know, if he wants to have a normal life for the rest of his life, he's only 30 years old. If I'm him, he's got nothing left to prove. Um, you know, you don't have to go in there and and find a, a cupcake to, to get a W and get back in, no. in a thing. You know, I mean, the truth of the matter is, is he could get in the ring and, you know, a guy that he's supposed to slap around could land a lucky punch and even hurt him even more. No, I, I say it's over for him. I think that he should try to get into maybe some other things, maybe become a trainer, um, pick up the legacy that his longtime trainer had. And, uh, you know, th this is my point. I, I would much rather see fighters that lose it and and you know that you lose it overnight stay in the sport as a trainer a promoter gym owner whatever um rather than hang them up and walk away for good i mean that's just my thought billy and it's a good thought and and in a perfect world that's the natural progression that would take what a lot of fighters have a hard time with and i'm sure it would be the same for him because it was the same for me when i first walked away from boxing when i retired almost at the peak of my career I I had a walk away cold turkey. And one day I'll reveal a lot of things on that. But the one thing is this. I couldn't stay around boxing because it was too too close to me. I couldn't look at showing somebody that I felt showing somebody what to do and how to do it when I still felt that I could do it better than than, than what I could show anybody to do. Something like that. So, you know, he's still too close to it. He just and look in the mirror and say, hey, do I want to continue? And, you know, you made a good point several shows ago. I really do think there's a way and there should be a way or it's documented when everybody goes to get their, their initial boxing license or on an annual basis, they get an MRI done on their brain or a CAT scan or something else. It used to be an EEG or EKG, whatever it is. Uh, they should get the comparison analysis on an annual basis to see if there has been any atrophy of that brain or anything that has gone different that might be an eye-opener in itself, saying, hey, this is what your brain looked like last year. This is what it looks like this year. You continue. You're not going to be able to go back. So, you know, that's a good eye-opener. But I think he's going to take some time off. I think he's going to look in the mirror. I think he's going to decide whether he wants to Stay around the fight game. And I, I think you'll see him back. I think you'll see him back one more time at least. Well, I hope you're wrong. But uh, one yeah. last one last point Joel made. He says, I'm not sure if you saw it, but Joe, Joey Abel went to Poland and badly knocked out Christoph Zimanok in three rounds. I found that pretty awesome uh, and impressive considering he has been a professional for a while and was at the end of his career. He's now played the upset card in two of his last three fights. In May of last year, he stopped John Wesley No Fire in three rounds on uh, a PBC card. Um, yeah, we talked about that, Joel, and uh, kudos to uh, Joey Minnesota Ice uh, for that. But, uh, hey, listen, uh, in lieu of uh, some of the technical problems that uh, YouTube is having, um, you know, it's and the fact that Sal is uh, 
uh, on uh, candlelight, operating by candlelight. I just want to make a couple of points real quick, and, and then uh, we will uh, uh, reconvene tomorrow morning. But uh, first and foremost, this week we have a shortened week. We will be here uh, tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, and Thursday. We will not be doing a live show on Friday. Uh, but we will be doing a live post-fight show as soon as Triple G Canelo is over. So approximately six minutes after that fight, uh, the official announcement is rendered. Uh, make sure you uh, tune it in wherever you're watching or listening to the Billy C. Show. Also, Wednesday, we're scheduled to have a Boxing Hall of Famer uh, and New Jersey Boxing Commissioner uh, um, Larry Hazard join us. We'll get his thoughts on the Chocolito fight and his thoughts on the upcoming mega fight between Triple G and Canelo. And also on Wednesday, we're going to be doing our blast from the past, uh, which is uh, featuring, as per request, Ronald Winky Wright. And man, does that make me feel old considering his last fight uh, was only uh, uh, back in 2012. Uh, and that fight was after a three-year layoff. So, uh, you know, people are already quest, uh, requesting a blast done on Winky Wright. I, you, know, he's, uh, you know, he's still a young guy, in my opinion. But nonetheless, if you have a request, just drop me an email, Billy at Talkin' Boxing. That's T-A-L-K-I-N-B-O-X-I-N-G.com. Don't forget, if you have a question, comment, or concern, if you take the time to email me, I will certainly... <laughs> take the time to read it on air so listen uh sal we hope that uh you uh maintain your safety thank god it's uh, reduced to a uh, a uh, tropical storm which is still pretty bad uh but uh we will be looking forward to you tomorrow uh hopefully with power if not charge up your stuff and uh, we'll do it the same way but uh we're glad that you uh, were here today but for everyone else make sure you tune in tomorrow morning same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, ciao, baby.